0: so this week i decided not to do a joke instead we're going to give you some facts about megalodons um they grew up to 17 meters that's 53 feet in length they were native to salt waters hot and cold so these were they found remains of megalodons off the coast of the uk and off the coast of australia so they went everywhere which is scary Um, It's thought that they would eat two and a half thousand pounds of food a day. That's one and a half tons of food.
1: Wow. Yeah. We're talking like dolphins, whales,
0: anything from what I read. Pretty much anything that moved, they would eat it because they needed to eat so much just to sustain life. Um, They're also reported to have produced half as much poop as they ate which is amazingly only half as shit as Jason Statham's acting in this movie.
1: <laughs> oh, that's not fair. <laughs> no, that, that that
0: that was mean. Uh, funnily enough, I actually reached out to Jason Statham this week and I had a conversation with him about what it's like working with you. And he listened to a couple of episodes and, and this is what he had to say. The minute he gets involved, you can kiss goodbye to any finesse because She-Hulk here only knows how to smash. <laughs> oh, dear. and oh before I forget I'll kill you if this is a joke you want to die tonight the you run podcast the you run podcast the
1: you run podcast the you run podcast why isn't it
0: possible
1: I can't say nothing a candy man get me you choose the movies. I had a heart on this morning when I woke up, Tina. Had your name written all over it. You scald them. Nice fucking model! <laughs> you review them.
0: For that, you get the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. Why not, you stupid bastard? My name is very fucking confused. What's your name? Captain Howdy. You
1: don't want to go fooling around other folks' property. Goddamn soul, where's it beer? Because after all, this is not our show, this is your show.
0: It has become a thing. That is an every week thing now and I'm really, really sorry about that. <laughs> um, but it's, it's really good. Anyway, I'd like to welcome our guest... Um, to this episode so uh, Mr Statham welcome to the show. Edit these things is again you're at the mercy of the director and how they want to how they see it. That's obviously Jason Statham on another show he's not here however my <laughs> soundboard is in full swing for this episode and we have lots of Jason Statham to share with you as we go through this wonderful episode of a wonderful movie. Um, this is the U Run podcast my name is Scott and my name is Mark. And every single Monday, we take you through movies, either selected by you or new or new-ish releases like today. Uh, We're the most interactive podcast around, getting you involved in every way from scoring the movies to giving your opinions in three-word review, 10-word takedown. You can email us anytime you want. Go to... App, oh, no don't go to anywhere email us you run podcast <laughs> at gmail.com uh, and you can leave voicemails wherever you want any platform that allows you to send an audio message or use a tiktok and tag us and don't use any music remember not to use music we had three this week and i can't play any of them on the air because you've got licensed music behind you oh i fell. Mm, massive fail um if you're unsure where to find us it's at you run podcast everywhere and i mean everywhere that's instagram tiktok trends the artist formerly known as twitter which is now x and the slasher app um, if you want to follow mark directly still no stalker where have they all gone Do they not listen to the show no more i don't think so i think that that one brutal one that we
1: had early on that that <sighs>
0: Do you think that's put them off the fact that I we made such a big thing and we called that person out on the air and made them look such a tit that no one else that, has got the balls to stalk you
1: That was so remarkably weird for me yeah. that period in my life like I I hadn't been on the show very long No you got a stalker like straight trying. away yeah, like straight away, and she was like messaging my wife and trying to break up our marriage, and it got wild really quickly.
0: Yeah, it was like a touch of celebrity for you. Like as soon as <laughs> you, you joined the show, and you were like, I remember you and me messaging, you like, "Fuck, do you get this shit all the time?" I was like, "No, not to the level you're getting it." <laughs> it was just <laughs> insane. Um, but if you want to follow or stalk Mark, it's at Mw Horror Reviews on Instagram and Slasher, and at Mw underscore Horror underscore VHS on. TikTok. Um before we get into this we are going to do something we do every week now which is your horror movie news.
1: I love that news intro. I would actually listen to that like I, just I, walking my dog I think. <laughs> I do feel very
0: much like the 10 o'clock news. Hello and welcome to the 10 o'clock news. My name is Scott.
1: And my name is Mark. I need some papers to shuffle while we do this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've only got one bit of news this week, so I'm going to let you go first.
1: Okay, I have a couple of tidbits and one of them is episode related. Kind of, sort of, episode related. Is it? As you okay. know, I am a big Sharknado fan and we are currently celebrating the 10th anniversary of the original Sharknado movie. Now, this is... Last week or the week before, I believe, got its first ever theatrical release for two days on the 15th and 16th of August in cinemas with an all new 4K remaster with new visual effects, sound remixes and more action and gore sequences added in that we never got in the first release. We need to watch this movie.
0: (laughs) I hated the first Sharknado, if you remember, and the second. It wasn't until the third that I got on board.
1: Yeah, but like they kinda of know where they're at with it now. So maybe he's gone back and made these changes to make it better.
0: The only good thing about Sharknado one is go, 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 run away from a <laughs> Sharknado. <laughs>
1: i would have liked to have seen it in like a 4k remaster with all these new added bits so eventually this will hopefully come to streaming or download or wherever we can get our hands of it and we'll, we will be able to to watch it and embrace it in its fullest but alongside this Screenbox has also now released a Sharknado documentary called feeding Sharknado feeding frenzy which is basically just a highlight reels of everything wild throughout the franchise that we've seen and loved and just how the whole story came to be really. So if you are a fan of this franchise and you want to take a deep dive into it, then go and check out the documentary. And if anybody managed to catch the limited theatrical release of the new 10k anniversary, can you let me know how great this was? And is it what I'm kind of hoping it would be, or is it just the same original tripe, but just looks clearer? Well, <laughs>
0: Sharknado, for anyone who doesn't know, who's not listened to the show for a long time, Sharknado has been a part of this show since we've done the very first one. We've done the second one on a live. We've done the third one. And I'm pleased to announce next year, Sharknado 4, you all don't get a choice. We're doing Sharknado 4 because Mark needs it.
1: I do need it. I do need it very, very badly. I need to do Sharknado 4. Because the thing is as well, like I'm holding off. Progressing any further with this franchise because I want my first watch to be the reaction that we get on the show. So, like, I'm desperate to see Sharknado four, but we haven't got to that point yet in the show where it's like, oh, we're going to do a Sharknado movie again, and it's like, yeah, oh, for fuck's sake, man, hurry up because I need to see it.
0: We're going to do one, and we're going to do it early next year. So that's a a tip bit into one how far in advance we plan, and two, it is going to happen.
1: Brilliant! I can't yeah. wait. Uh, Hmm. My second little bit of news is that there is a Gargoyles movie reportedly in the works with Kenneth Branagh set to direct. For those of you who don't know who Kenneth Branagh is, he is, I believe he's British, and he did the Frankenstein. He also starred in the Frankenstein movie as well as directed it, which is a phenomenal movie, the one with Robert De Niro. He's also done a lot of the Agatha Christie murder on the orient express kind of films lately and you'll also find him in harry potter so he definitely if he's in harry potter then he's definitely british yeah. um gargoyles is an animated tv series from back in the i want to say 80s but i feel like it was uh, it probably was, more it was 90s the,
0: it was the 90s was disney
1: 90s yeah which is great it's basically about a lot of church gargoyles that come to life on night and
0: and fight evildoers it's great yeah Yeah.
1: it's fantastic so this would i think would translate very very well to live action and he is a great director so i'm quite excited to see where this would go whether we would get a because the thing about stuff like this is is it's it came out in the 90s so the people who are going to appreciate and enjoy it are now adults yeah so make it adult related yeah hence Uh, what they should do with the goosebumps franchise and stuff and so forth so yeah
0: And I think they will, especially because Disney now own a lot of horror IPs and they're treading down that path slowly. They are starting to dip their toe more and more into horror. The next Alien movie is Disney, and that's R-rated. So they are starting to venture into that market. And with the money they've got...
1: It doesn't matter if it flops either way, does it?
0: No, and they've got the ability to make it look and sound the best.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about this. I hope it comes to fruition and I think it would be really, really cool. I mean, the concept and idea of it alone would translate very well to screen, I think. So it's something I'm excited about. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we get a Gargoyles movie, probably not in the near future due to the writer's strikes, but at some point in the next few years, we might get some some legs behind this rumour. Yeah. Uh,
0: amazingly, our news ties together today, which is we do it quite often i think it's because we look and we search the same kind of stuff and we we're interested in the same stuff but my news is disney related so the thing is though like
1: we last week we did news and i have a news folder on my app where if i see something interesting like i'll save that and i'll bring that up in news so i open my folder when we get to the news segment each week and like you went first last week and you had two bits of news i was like oh i was going to do that one delete and then your next (laughs) bit of news oh i was going to do that one delete (laughs) (laughs) for <laughs> uh, this week my
0: news is different so the director of prey which was the first disney dip their toe properly into horror um has said that the sequel script is written the actors are in place and everything is ready to go there is one problem
1: is that won- disney because i was just about to say to you yeah. when you mentioned earlier and then i was like oh they've just done prayer which is disney but that yeah. was hulu wasn't it
0: yeah which is owned by disney oh okay that um, makes no sense The the big stumbling block is Disney. They are reluctant to pull the trigger. Oh, that's a shame. Prey was exceptional. Why on earth would you be reluctant to pull the trigger for the biggest movie that's ever streamed on Hulu? Why would you be reluctant to pull a trigger
1: on a sequel to that? Yeah, because they didn't get a massive budget for it either, did they? No, it's tiny. Unless Unless maybe they want to escalate the sequel further and want a bigger budget and a grander
0: approach. It's possible, but I want a sequel to that and I want a sequel Why the actress who plays Neru uh, who I'll always remember her name, Amber Midthunder, uh, while she's still young. I don't want it set in fucking seven years' time when Disney pull their finger out. I want it now. I want them to yeah. do it now.
1: Yeah, I miss the olden days where you'd get films like Halloween and Nightmare and Fridays where they were One just churning them out every year. Yeah. It's like, bring that kind of rotation back.
0: Yeah, N- knock me out a Predator movie. Knock me out, a alien movie, and alternate them. Do one every other year. I'll
1: take yeah. that. I mean, we kind of briefly got that recently with the screen films. They were coming out every year up until the new writer strike and the Halloween films, which the last one got put back for COVID. But they were every year, and that was great. I knew what I was doing in October three years in advance.
0: Yeah, it's perfect. Let go. Go back to that. Um, in more news, we received something on Apple Podcasts we've not received for a while. Ooh. Uh, we got a review that Mark is going to read, um, and as Mark has always agreed, um, when it's time to read, Mark reads in an accent. Um, the, per- well, I... <laughs> the the person didn't specify an accent, maybe because they hadn't heard the episode where we've mentioned it. Um, so I'm going to specify an accent, and Mark, because Heather come at me a couple of weeks ago, I,
1: <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I want you to
0: get, deliver this review in your best Deep South accent. Your turn. <laughs> Heaven coming fuck come for your throat this time.
1: Oh no, I can't do a southern accent. Um let me think. Let me think. Right. Um no because then I just have to change the the, the, the review in order to add words in to make it sound more southern. <laughs> do the
0: best you can.
1: Okay, okay. This is apologies for the person who left this review, which is real deal two two two. Um this is not going to be scripted. <laughs> <laughs> right. Think Cowboys. Yeehaw. Think cattle Ranch. <laughs> uh, howdy, y'all. I stumbled across your podcast by accident. The hosts are super funny, and they not, I'm trying to be funny kind of way. More like friends chatting in a pub. I will definitely be listening back to y'all of our episodes, adding this to my weekly rotation. Keep up the good work, guys. I'm so pleased I found y'all. Howdy! (laughs) (laughs) I am so sorry to anybody who lives in the south of America because that was extremely, extremely. How you guys sound?
0: I I think what you just done is illegal in eleven states. um thank you so much for leaving us a review um it, it means a lot when people leave us reviews because it means we're doing something right so thank you for that uh, if you are on apple Podcasts or you have an apple device please leave us a review um you can specify in your review what accent you would like mark to read it in. it doesn't have to be from the deep south i just want heather to come from you can irish italian Jamaican, chinese chinese <laughs> anything you want and mark <laughs> will do that for you um this week, have you ever wondered what would happen if Sharknado and Jurassic Park went out for a night on the town, drunk far too much, one thing thing led to another, and they <laughs> ended up doing the nasty? Um, well, that is a question that you no longer need to wonder about the answer. Uh, we're going to take a deep sub ride with some billionaires. Um, unlike the last sub ride that billionaires went on, uh, this one doesn't end up in it imploded. Ooh. Um We are off to the trench and we're going to go and find the Meg 2. Jonas, we need your help. We're detecting increased aquatic activity 25,000 feet deep in the trench. It's an ancient ecosystem untouched by man. Whatever is down there is trying to make its way to the surface. This is a bad idea. Just a little bit. Jonas, we've got company. That's the biggest meg I've ever seen. Biggest meg anyone's ever seen.
1: That's the Apex Predator.
0: Everybody make it to the station! You can make it! Hit five. Three massive megs and who knows what else have escaped the breach. I just hope it goes better than last time. What happened last time?
1: You don't want to know. They saved me. I saw you No, no,
0: no! We never seen this before. They hunted it back.
1: We can relax. This place, meg-proof. I mean, Jonas was always afraid of this, but I was also thinking. <laughs>
0: So listeners score this movie. They score all the movies. Um, and the listeners have re- restored my faith in the listeners' ability to score a movie. They have scored this a 4 out of 10. Um, IMDb have rocked in at a 5.5 5 out of 10, with Letterboxd giving it a 2.3 out of 5. Um, me and Mark are going to give our scores at the end of this, uh, along with our, our roundup. And big spoilers for anyone one of us absolutely loved this movie lots and, <laughs> lots and lots and lots one of us thought this is the biggest pile of shit he's watched since cocaine bear and i'm pretty sure as we go along this is going to become very apparent who is who very quickly <laughs> um a group of researchers take a sub dive to the depths of the trench to investigate and document unknown new species and learn more about the megalodons that now just live in the world Um, things take a nasty turn when they discover an illegal underwater mining operation which inadvertently releases the megalodons a giant octopus and various other prehistoric creatures onto an unsuspecting party island thank god the transporter is there to sort shit out
1: okay he's a transporter i forgot about that movie (laughs) to me he's just a crank
0: Oh, the crank movies are great.
1: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh,
0: this movie starts off, I don't know, this movie starts off in a container. Did you, do you want
1: to take it from there? What the fuck? Well, I immediately messaged you. I was like, why the fuck is this dude in a container? And he was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> no. uh,
0: well, well, you can take this opening scene. I'm, I'm going to sit it out and drink my beer.
1: Okay, right. So to sum it up as basic as I can, Jason Statham is inside a shipping container doing pull-ups, topless. We have no idea how long he has been there, but what he does have is a can of expanding foam which somehow manages to burn a hole in the side of the container and which he transforms himself into James Bond upon entry.
0: Yeah.
1: Sounds about right.
0: Yeah, it's spot on. Uh, He jumps (laughs) out of the container and down the, I don't know, seventy foot to the ground, with no explanation as how he got there. He's using yep. Halloween four logic of I just teleport there. That's where I need to be.
1: Um, hey, you keep your wife, my wife's name out of your mouth.
0: <laughs> uh, he then takes on an entire gang of people on this ship, and there is at this point there is no explanation as to what's going on apart from they're dumping toxic waste off the back of the boat. I don't, yeah. I don't know if he's some sort of secret agent. I don't know if he's... It, it's just an excuse to get Jason Statham topless and make him fight a load of people while hitting them with one-liners.
1: Yeah, because it is full-on Arnie, Sylvester Stallone, Van Damme, 80s action mm. for the first 10 minutes. He just barrages people, taking them out one by one, doing and then, a bit of parkour between shipping containers yeah, until he it, gets kind of trapped at the end by Captain Birdseye.
0: Yeah, he gets cornered on the side of the ship, where he then proceeds to do a backwards Lara Croft-style swan dive into the ocean. If you jump off a container While ship... While giving
1: a middle finger to these guys as well, yes, which is pretty it, cool.
0: If you jump off a container ship, fun fact, you die. It's like hitting concrete. Um, yeah. But he dives into the water, and then... Uh, do you want to
1: explain how he got picked up? How the yes. fuck... So- so the, if you imagine the ship, not the ship, the plane that the uh, ducktails have, which is one <laughs> of their water ships, which has like the canoes <laughs> on the side of it, it's basically a ducktails plane where the mouth opens up at the front. So the pilot's like, oh, uh, what do they say? They say, like, oh, honestly, the dialogue is just so fucking cringe, but I loved it and ate up every single word of it. <laughs> and they say some really cheesy bullshit, like, oh, you want to see something cool? Watch this shit. And then the mouth of the plane opens up, and they basically just scoop up, like a whale would scoop up plankton and scoop Jason Statham into the front of the plane. Um they land the plane, what can only be described as maybe an hour away onto another sort of oil rig. The mouth opens and Jason Statham comes tumbling out with a, a shit ton of water and a little oxygen thing that they have in, I think it's a Phantom Menace. Yeah, where they just Which Obi-Wan like... Kenobi has. It's basically just a fucking bit of foam that apparently has made him breathe underneath water for the past two hours.
0: <laughs> yeah, and... It's so shockingly bad. It's it's Sharknado levels bad without the Sharknado level piss poor quality. It's like a big yeah. studio went, Oh, you know that Sharknado movie? People eat up shit, they really like it. So let's give this a really big budget and make it again. But yeah, do it with but, a big
1: budget. I'll be honest with you, man, I was on board. I was <sighs> like, this is fucking cool. Uh, <laughs> like uh, it's so fast and furious cool it's that kind of logic
0: yeah i mean literally as soon as the plane came in and like the duck theme started playing like (laughs) it's like an airplane here as soon as they scooped him up and they dropped him out and he was absolutely fine without a mark on him and he got like oh took you long enough to get back here i was like i'm out (laughs) i'm done (laughs) i'm so so, so so done um He's on a secret research station, not too dissimilar to the research station we see in Deep Blue Sea, um, yes. where they have a pet megalodon.
1: Yes. So, right. One thing I want to touch on right now, for those of you who are going to see this and are listening to our review first, because you don't give a shit about spoilers. I need to give some clarity onto the characters oh, in this be- film. And
0: Before you do that, we do give spoilers on this show. So, if you are concerned about knowing anything about this movie...
1: You can read the fucking episode title and be like, I've never seen this. Don't fucking listen to it then. If y'all haven't
0: seen it, that's not anybody's problem. Don't listen to the damn episode yet. Covers <laughs> it? Pretty
1: much, yeah. yeah. Cheers, Heather. <laughs> Thanks, Heather. <laughs> um, yeah, so the... The characters that come over from the first film, because it took me a while and I'm talking like a good 40 minutes to get my bearings with who was who in this film. So we have from the first film there at the end, Jason Statham has the young girl and he then gets it on with her mum. Yeah. And the rich billionaire guy who was the dad and the granddad of the little girl. So the mum and the granddad are no longer returning for the sequel. Now I thought this other guy, this other Asian guy who comes in was recast, but apparently not. He was also the son of the granddad. So he's the uncle to the little girl. Yeah. And then we get like a brief not even any sort of explanation as to what happened. We just None find whatsoever. out that she died. She died. There's just basically a photo that said we're doing this in our memory. And I'm like, that's a bit weird. You could at least explain to us why she died. So yeah. Jason Statham is now like the dad to this to this little girl. Yeah. Um And that that's as much clarity as I can give you, because that is as much clarity as this film gives you. And in fact, I had to find out at least forty percent of that information from Google after watching.
0: Yeah, you know when you get that those those wafers that you put on your tongue and they melt away? That is infinitely thicker than the plot of this movie. <laughs> it is genuine the plot of this movie is so wafer thin. If you blew at the screen, the entire movie would fall apart.
1: I mean, I don't know. How I would go that far. It's definitely got some depth and plot to the story. It just doesn't really clarify the plot the effect. story. Is
0: they've got a pet megalodon? Who the fuck has a pet megalodon?
1: And it is. Really, and it is genuinely so. They've got this
0: megalodon in this massive tank, and they're looking at it through the windows, going, "Oh, look, it's a megalodon. Oh, this is really good." Oh, we're exploring this bit of the trench that. They haven't really mentioned until this point. They're like, "Oh, well, we're doing this deep dive thing into the trench." Um, anyway, here's our pet megalodon. That's literally what they say.
1: Um, yeah. Well, basically, the, the, the long and short of it is, is after the events of the Meg, they now can access the trench based on the submarines that they have. They can go in and do expeditions and dive ins, and they've got this big tank which they've managed to replicate the temperatures of the ten the trench. Yeah. So they've got like this. I don't know. They don't really explain whether they managed to get this as a little tiny baby Megalodon and it's just grown in this environment that they've created or they've just brought it up as a super Meg from the beginning.
0: No, but one of the blokes jumps, the uncle jumps in with it. Yeah. And he's swimming with it. And Jason stands on the mic going, Oh, this is a bad idea. And he's like, No, 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 it's cool. I've trained her. (laughs) Fuck. With his little clicky pen. He's he's got literally a clicker. And the (laughs) Meg comes swimming. He's like, Look, it's, it's like one click to call it and he clicks it and the Meg's like swimming towards him at pace. He's like, and then it's two clicks to tell her to go away. And he clicks it twice and the Meg swims off. It's like, oh.
1: oh. But then he doesn't. He comes back to completely take him down.
0: Yeah, but he does get out and he's like, see, I trained it. Yeah. And Jay says like, no, he just decided it wasn't going to eat you that time it was coming back. He's like, no, it wasn't coming back because I clicked twice. And there's yeah. this kind of like
1: was the Meg going to eat him, in your opinion? Well, yeah, because he does the clicky thing and it walks past him, but then it actually comes back again at full pace and fully goes for him, but he manages to pull a zip line up in time. Everyone thinks he's dead. And yeah. then he just, like, walks through the shutter doors a couple of seconds later.
0: Yeah, it walks like, in oh, going, see, I trained her.
1: Yeah, and everyone's <laughs> like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, they've planned on doing a dive to the trench and they're going to explore a new part of the trench that they've not explored. And it's done in this very... 80s computer graphic there's a hexagon this is the hexagon area we're going to explore Um, we also get a look at their dive suits. so this is a lot deeper than the Titanic we know what happens when you go to those sort of depths they've got subs that can go down there like Ubers and they've also got suits that they can get out of the sub while they're at that depth and everything's fine
1: yeah it's like a Pacific Rim suit basically
0: very much so. This is very much they want specific Rim. That's cool. Let's have that in our movie.
1: Yeah, the underwater power rangers at this point. They Because it can like punch through concrete blocks and shit when they're wearing them.
0: Yeah. And like you've got the little girl from the first one. She's like, I, 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 I'm good at diving and I've done all the courses and blah, 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 blah. And Jason's like, no, there is yeah, no not. way you are coming on this mission.
1: Yeah, because that's where we find out that they've done previous explorers. Like, oh, you, she's like, oh, we, you've done like 15 already and nothing's ever happened. Let me come on this one.
0: Yeah. And Jason's like, no, you're no. not coming on this. And they get in their little subs and they, they descend down through the trench, which I've got to say does look really cool. The subs look great. And I like the fact that they change the lights and they make a thing like, we're going to turn it to this light so the megalodons don't attack us because they can't see the low light. And I thought all of that was really cool.
1: Yeah. And a bit of clarification on this. This is all, these are actually based on books, which I didn't realize. And the trench is actually the second book. I think there's five of them in total. So there's a Meg, then there's Meg the trench. And then there's a few other books that will come after this. I hope we get to see films of that. Um, so I, for as wafer thin as this is, they do actually have something to work off. And I feel like all of the stuff that's actually relevant and makes sense has to be pulled from the novel i think
0: yeah i i have never read and never will read any of these books
1: no i definitely won't either it's, it, it translates quite well as mindless action onto screen but fuck me can you imagine sitting and reading this shit
0: no um <laughs>
1: when they get down there
0: there's three megs um but as they get down there by the time they've got there and they've got down their meg has escaped Yes. But their, their pet Meg that they've had for, I'm guessing, since it, for a long period of time, this Meg has been there and it's been fine. But now it's escaped and it's gone back to the trench and there's a one-liner that goes, oh, I think they're mating. She must have escaped because it's mating season. Yes. Uh, excellent. Brilliant writing. Well done. Well done. Ah, I bought into it. <laughs> Me and you, us, have been down this road. It's a total waste of time. Oh, really? And, like, the escape of the Meg was terrible. It, like... It was it was on the level of Jaws through it, like a bit, bit a hole in something and then swum through a tunnel system that's big enough to house a Meg out into the open ocean.
1: Yeah, there was no way that on this facility there would be a tunnel that big. It's like, oh, do you see this tank that we're going to house this Meg in? Let's just put a cleaning filter system in it that's big enough for the Meg to swim through.
0: <laughs> it's just shocking um, it's, it's so bad it's like at what point who designed that did you have the Chuckle uh, Brothers sure. come in and design this
1: to me to you yeah,
0: to me to you <laughs>
1: um, um, but it, 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 the Meg escapes I thought it was going to fall them down into the trench but it doesn't it stays because uh, because one thing to say about the trenches is there is this like sort of cold frost layer that separates a trench from
0: the real world
1: The real world basically and then obviously all the creatures that live in the trench cannot penetrate through into the real world because of this this frost layer it's too cold or something like that so they can't get through and once they're down in the trench and they see this mating system that's going on this is where this film takes a complete and utter tonal shift and changes it into some kind of espionage movie for the next sort of 30 to 40 minutes and we find (laughs) we find out that there is a the underground facility this is one thing i didn't pick up on the underground facility that is in the trench this isn't theirs is it
0: no so they're they're bobbing along in the trench and they notice there's some weird shit lights and stuff going on and the megs are heading to a new area and they're like oh we're going to go explore this new area and the people up on the top are going no, don't do that because that that could be dangerous. And the bloke who's on the sub who's like in charge of it was like, no, we're explorers and that's what we do. I was like, "Yes." I hope you die. I really hope you die. Uh, And they come to this new area and there is this big underwater facility that could never exist in the real world under those sort of pressures. And there's a team down there and they're mining. And we then get to see this team with their, I don't know, Cut and paste bad guy from any '80s horror movie, uh, any '80s action movie.
1: Yeah, pretty much. These are like the perfect under siege villains. Yeah. Um, they're they're mining for this rock, which is only available in the trench, which is apparently worth billions per handful. Um They notice that Jason Statham and his team come through with the subs, and they're like, "Look, if anybody knows that we're down here, this is all going to go to shit. So just fucking blow the lot." Yeah. So
0: they they basically cause a massive explosion he the main bad he kills two of his own guys in the process um it causes a massive like plume of heat which punches a big hole in the cold frost layer yes so now things can get in and out
1: yeah um and while they're down there uh, did he try to take out I can't remember. Like I say, we've only seen this once because it's a new release. Do they try to take out Statham and his team? Is that how they kind of crash land down there?
0: Yeah. So the explosion—he he caused the explosion early to take out those two subs, and those two subs end up crashing, and they can't get them working. And like, oh, but it's okay because we've got our Power Rangers submarine Pacific Rim suits. So what we're going to do because we can't get these working and we can't get to the surface. We're going to get in our suits and we're going to walk three kilometres across the trench to the base that's not ours. And we're going to get up there.
1: Yes. Which makes perfect sense. It makes
0: no sense at all. It's terrible.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but if they stay in the sub, they're dead. So they've got to try something. And as Jason stays, one problem at a time, we deal with what's in front of us and then we move forward from there. One it's of the li- best lines in this film.
0: It's a little bit like this show. We deal with one shit show movie <laughs> at a time before we move on to the next. Um, so they get out and they're walking across the trench. And as they're walking... I love a- this. Do you?
1: Yeah, I think it looks fantastic. What the really, really, really are lovely.
0: they that attack them? What are they?
1: They're basically like... So do you know when you get tadpoles in your garden and then they <laughs> turn into newts? Yeah, it's like a cross between a newt and a velociraptor, but it lives in the ocean. <laughs> it's basically how I can summarize what these creatures are.
0: That's <laughs> exactly what they are, and they, <laughs> they 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 pick off two of them. Um yes. we're going to call them character A and B because I don't know anyone's name apart from Jason Statham. Um, and then like the rest of them keep trudging on, and they're going. They do like an oxygen check, and like one of them's like, "I've got fifty percent." Jason Statham's like. I've got 98% because I'm the shit. (laughs) He is the shit. (laughs) Um, Also, the little girl is stowed away on the ship and she had her power suit on there too. So she's with them as well. Um, And there's one of them who's quite quite visibly shaken and panicky. She's like, I've got 20% oxygen and I am not going to make it
1: no it's just like you need to calm down because if you carry on acting like this you are fucked because you are yeah. using all of your oxygen and um, before stuff goes to shit though i quite like the scene though you get them walking through the bottom of the trench it's really really cool the visuals are really impressive this is all clearly done on a green screen but for something that's usually consists of crappy cgi i really like the underwater scenes here it's really really clever
0: they've done a very good job of hiding everything yeah, it's made, all they... dark,
1: apart from, like, the neon creatures that occasionally swim past them and stuff. I just I thought it looked really, really cool.
0: If anyone's seen Leviathan, it's that kind of shot where all of the focus is on the lights coming from their suits and it only illuminates enough around them that gives the filmmakers the ability to drop things in and out of the light as they want and fucking ignore everything else because you can't see it.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Uh, it's, give them the due. It's a really clever shooting technique because it it really focuses your attention on what you're meant to be looking at. It's not like an Avatar movie where you're looking at fucking everything, everything. around yeah. you. It's like the only thing you can see is these people and occasionally the tadpole that comes in from the side.
1: Yes, oh, tadpole is called trademark. Ve- you run podcast.
0: A velocipole. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: which we find out later don't only live in the sea no no they can trudge on land as well which is cool. yeah and
0: when kind they of. get on when they get on land they kind of turn from velocipole into i don't know velocicroc <laughs> again try on <to> <laughs> podcast um so they do this trudge and they get to the door of the facility which after some faffing and fucking around and while being attacked by
1: Velocid poles, they they get in um, well no because the megs come don't forget the megs come yeah the megs they come. have a showdown with the Velocipoles, and then they start thinking right shit we're going to have to fight back so they start shooting at which point the megs pick up on this
0: oh yeah i forgot they had guns that work underwater as well i completely forgot all about that that they've of course got
1: they have guns that work <laughs> underwater
0: they've got rifles that don't suffer with any pressure and can still fire bullets as <laughs> they would in open air
1: I think you're looking way too much into this film. Mate. I really do. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I, I looked way too much into it. I sat down with my popcorn and it started knowing that that's way too much. I don't need any more.
1: <laughs> so um, they have the shootout and then that attracts a Meg and we get a really, really cool sequence where they're all basically sprinting towards this shutter door into the complex and the Megs are attacking them. And I don't know who it is, but somebody turns on the lights of like the, this, thing they light it up anyway and the Megs just start fucking trashing all like the side lamps on these
0: yeah that like, like a structure that's not part of the base.
1: No, yeah and the Meg just trudges through it and rips it to shreds and one of them one of the guys I think it's a girl she gets her mask sort of like teeth marks from the Velocipole and um, they finally as you say make it through into the doorway and they've still got to pressurize the room.
0: And I, I love I love this stuff.
1: Oh, it's amazing. And as the room's filling up with water just before they have time to pressurize it, her mask cracks and and she just basically just turns into a crisp wrapper and just condenses. I wish this was more of like a 15 or an 18 because that would have been an amazing kill sequence. If you want to see that done better, go watch Underwater with Kirsten Stewart because it does it really cool in that numerous times
0: the head just kind of implodes and it happens while the uncle's like holding their hands going, don't worry, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And the head just goes, and he's yeah. like, and then Shit. he just, it kind of lets go of it. It's like, well, you're not, you're not going to be okay. I lied.
1: No, no, there is no emotional attachment to any character in this film. Once one of them dies, they just move on with the plot.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they get in the base and they're starting to have a look around and they can't see anyone. And they radio up to the surface um and on the surface they've got uh, a couple of people left on the station one of which is a, a girl and she's like look i'm, I'm going to find out we're going to get a rescue sub there oh no the sub's been sabotaged oh shit we're going to investigate who done that don't worry but you stay there and we'll we'll sort it out um they work out that there are pods escape subs in this base and they make their way to these escape subs um jason statham has a fight with the main bad guy
1: not yet. He doesn't.
0: Not yet. No, uh, no. Do they get? Do they get to the sub bit and get locked in first?
1: Yeah. So they get to the sub bit and they get locked in, and then that's when the girl who's been on the intercom saying she's going to help him comes up. She takes herself away from the rest of the crew from the base, and she basically says to them, "Look, I'm responsible for the mining core. We are making millions of this. We cannot let you come back up. What yeah. I will do is I will give you an offer." If you turn around and kill Jason Statham, I will let the little girl live. Um, which was really cool. It was a really tense scene. <clears throat> the, girl really it, it the girl turns around and doesn't. It was the girl turns says, "Look, I can't kill him. This isn't going to work." They smash the intercom open, lose connection to the woman up above. At which point she's like, "Fuck you guys!" and just basically lets all the subs go. So they're trapped in this room. They can't get out. And she starts to flood it with water, at which point Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, go uh, and say it, say it. So Jason Statham at 20, 28,000 feet under the sea. What does Jason Statham decide he's going to do?
1: Apparently, I don't know how true this is. Please message me and let me know if this is right or not. But I, I Googled Statham. it. So you you go. Right, and okay. Then, all logic goes out of the window and Jason Statham says, there is no such thing as pressure. If you can release all of the oxygen from within your navel, navel cavities. So he goes out into this little pool but and then blood. The ocean, yeah. And then, snorts. yeah. And like, like gets all the oxygen out of his system. And like, you start seeing blood coming out of his ears and his nose where he's like pushing really hard. I don't even know if you could do this physically as a human to do that. Anyway, he does it, and apparently they say, look, you're going to have about 30 to 60 seconds before you pass out. So he swims out into the deep, deep trenches with no suit on (laughs) and swims over across to this other door to get in to let them all out.
0: Yeah. um, So I Googled this. What would happen if you basically swam out into those sort of pressures of water? Um, The oxygen in your blood would effectively... I don't think the best way to describe it, effectively, the oxygen in your blood would instantly try to rise to the surface. Where you're under so much pressure, what that does is it can't go up and it can't go anywhere. So it goes in. So effectively, if you imagine heating a tin can and dropping it into cold water, you'd have seen loads of people do it on TikTok and stuff when the Ocean Gate sub imploded. That's what would happen to your body. You would just implode into a tiny bowl and then just like, drift off in pieces.
1: Yeah, but he pushed all the oxygen out of his bloodstream. That's why it was coming out of his nose. <laughs> he did that. I saw him do it. Yeah, I mean. It's another fucking movie, right? Uh, 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 oh,
0: God. But while it's... you have
1: your moment, Jason Statham makes it over because he can do that because I saw him do it into this other ship. Um, At which point he passes out just as he gets through the door. And then the evil villain from Under Siege manages to catch him. And then they have a fight, which is really cool. Yeah, the fight's great.
0: And Jason Statham does what Jason Statham does. He kicked the shit out of him.
1: Yeah, beats him to shit, but he doesn't actually kill him. He just knocks him out. I would have just finished him off there and then if it was me. He goes and releases everybody else from the room where the water is rising. They find a sub. And just as they're about to get in the sub... They realize that the Megs are coming and the only way to cause a distraction is to turn on all of the lights in the facility, at which point we will distract the Megs long enough for them to get through the frost blast. Yeah. So they turn on all the lights and Megs swarm in and just start wrecking the place and they manage to sneak through. And this is a point where they realize that the explosion from down below has caused a hole in the trench and they say... They say something along the lines that like, can other things pass through it. And they say, well, it will repair itself within 30 minutes. Yeah. That's enough time for their megs to escape and follow them through. They make their way to the oil bunker sort of place where they've been. Event yeah. Horizon kind of thing. That the set of living. Deep
0: Blue Sea. They, they make yes. their way to the set of Deep Blue Sea. Um, When they get there, they sneak off the sub and they sneak onto the facility. Because at this point they know... The, the woman who's the baddie and they also know that the big boss who runs their company is the main baddie
1: yeah and they sent a cleanup crew to basically take out anybody within the deep blue sea facility yeah and just um, clean house
0: so they're sneaking onto the facility on the facility you've got one of the guys who runs like the operation and the only way i can describe him is the ll cool J character of this movie
1: yes this is dj he comes back from the first one and As much as this film doesn't deserve this kind of credibility, his character development from the first film is outstanding. He is such a cool character in this movie.
0: I will give you in this, he is very, he's very well-equipped.
1: Yeah, Uh, but basically, and they fill us in as well on why he's so awesome in this film. He has a moment where he's talking to Mac. Mac's basically the main guy on the intercom who talks to Jason Statham all the time. He says, look, Since shit went down with the Meg in the first film, I've took some judo classes and now I never leave the house without my survival backpack.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's like, he's like, I know how to fight. I know how to hold my breath for 10 minutes. I could do this. I could do that. I've also got a survival pack that's got a 50 caliber gun in it and all these other. He's like, he's like action man. (laughs) He he, he is. He comes with an accessory backpack full of shit. uh,
1: Yeah. And he also took a class in one liners as well. He did. Um, (laughs) So
0: they're trying to work their way around the ship and they get confronted with some guards and they both both put their hands up and then DJ just takes out like four guards. And this is where he's like, oh yeah, by the way, after like the last time when we had like problems with Megalodons, I, I learned how to fight. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I like the way that he's so surprised he actually managed to pull it off as well. You can tell that he's done all of these classes, but never actually put any of it into practice. So yeah. when he starts knocking guys out on that, you can tell he's genuinely amazed at his capabilities, as we are as well, watching him doing it.
0: Yeah, when he done it, I was like, I'm I? Oh, okay yeah. then. All right, we've got two action stars this week, we've got you and Jason Statham.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. I like him a lot, he's great. Um,
0: so long and short of this, because this... This next, I don't know, 15 minutes on this research station is so drawn out. Yeah. You've got the two guys trying to get down. You've got Jason Statham trying to get up and they're trying to find each other. Long and short of it, they all find each other and they get themselves back down and they get on a rubber, or like a little rubber dinghy with a with a motor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the legs like... are making their way to them and they get on the rubber dinghy and it's like. They basically have an actual intelligent conversation and say to each other, look, we can't use the motor on this dinghy. We need to row away slowly because the megs are approaching. And if we make any movement in the water, they will think we are food. Yeah. So they kind of drift off away at which point the under siege bad guys kind of realize they're leaving. And the main sort of head poncho says to her, look, if you let them go, it's over for all. of us. You. you need to kill them. So they yeah. set off after them in a dinghy themselves, but they use the motor and it's at,
0: at this point, sort of just before they get to this point, the ma- the main baddie who was left on the base down below with no way of getting to the surface, basically comes up attached to a hot air balloon. Did she? No, the main guy underneath, the one who Jason Statham kicked the shit out of, he gets up to oh, the yeah. surface using... The only way I could describe it, if you imagine having a big metal balloon full of air and just... Yes, he hold... yes, does. does. He just holds yeah. on to that and just, like, comes all the way up. Through all the pressure zones, like, holding his breath, gets to the top, and he's absolutely fine.
1: Didn't he have one of the mech suits that they had? Uh,
0: he, he did, yeah, which, obviously, that's fine. It's cool.
1: But, obviously, he managed to navigate the balloon through the perfect hole that he'd created himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you really can't look too deeply into this film if you want to enjoy it. Unfortunately being
0: the horror movie review show that's kind of what our job is to do is to look at
1: these movies in detail. I know but I didn't want to do that with this. I, <laughs> I, I feel like I enjoyed my experience with it a lot more than you did for that reason. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying this review more than
0: I enjoyed watching it. Let's put it that
1: way. <laughs> um, so he's on the surface
0: as well and they go out to get the bad guys go out on this boat and they're like Meh! and they get proper fucked up by the Meg.
1: Yeah. And I like the reaction straight away. They pan to the other dinghy. And he's like, holy shit. He just ate the whole thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, now, they're in the middle of the ocean and they've only got so much fuel in their little boat. And by pulling out a map, they work out that the only place they can get to is one little island. So they're going to head there.
1: What's the island called?
0: It's fucking Spooky Island from... Um,
1: Scooby-Doo. <laughs> from
0: Scooby-Doo.
1: <laughs> the it, island, uh, this is how invented they are. The island is called Fun Island.
0: Yes, it is effectively a party island full of lots of e-girls and teenagers and middle-aged men who want to be with those teenagers drinking and having a while of a time. Yes. It, to be fair, it looks like a really fun place to go. And I know I would be one of the middle-aged guys at the bar sat there going, Look, there's lots of women in bikinis. This is awesome.
1: It's like basically if you put Benidorm on an island.
0: (laughs) It is. It's it's Ibiza. It's Ibiza on a small scale. Yeah. (laughs) And you've got this, there's this weird little subplot with the woman and her daughter and her pet dog that I had absolutely no interest in whatsoever.
1: Well, they're the people from the first film. Oh, are they? Yeah, they're the people on the cruise ship. Uh, So that dog was in the first film as well. They're Just coincidentally in the same location where the Megs appear twice,
0: yeah. Um, Jason Statham gets to this island with his his ragtag bag of like I don't know, vigilantes at this point. Um, yeah. the baddies head out to this island with choppers and everything else. All they're concerned about so all Jason Statham's concerned about is radio effectively radioing for help, yeah. And he turns around to his, I don't know, we'll call her the daughter you to go and sit in that tower and not move stay there and i need you to say you're gonna do it and this is not one of those times where you say i'm gonna do it then do whatever the fuck you want no and i i appreciated that line because that is a very similar conversation that i've had with my eldest son many times i need you to do it have you been
1: fighting sharks
0: oh matt i've got a past (laughs)
1: <laughs> I fucking know you have
0: you, You've not got to Sharknado 4 yet you. you wait till my cameo
1: <laughs> Oh um, man that would fucking blow my mind If you was just holding Sharknado 4 For that reason because you were in it
0: That would be fuck Could you imagine opening scene There's me and Finn Discussing oh, how we're going to take out the sharks
1: My jaw would just Fall to the floor I wouldn't uh, even know what to do with myself
0: <laughs> uh Fun fact, I'm not in Shark 4. <laughs> um I'm not in this movie either, thankfully. Um so the bad guys all arrive on the island. As the bad guys get to the island, so do the the Tad crocs, the Velocicrocs or whatever you want to call them.
1: Velocipoles. Um,
0: yeah, well, they're velociraptors now. They're on land. Oh,
1: yeah, of course, yes. They've morphed yeah. into land animals now. They,
0: morphed, they, they, they no longer live at the bottom of the ocean where they have no light and no oxygen. They're now running around on the land, literally like velociraptors, but in the shape of a crocodile. Yeah,
1: pretty much. And you have um, that one scene as well where they're all running through the grass, literally like Jurassic Park. It How's is a
0: carbon copy <laughs> shot of when you see the three velociraptors in Jurassic Park Go through the long grass, you get that again with these kind of, I don't know, demented crocodiles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also a giant octopus arrives. Yes. Um the Kraken. The Kraken. uh we also have Meg's fucking knocking around in the water. Um, and it's at this point that Jason statham goes, There's only one jet ski. I've come up with the plan. I wanted all three of us to go and do it, but there's only one jet ski, so I'm gonna take these dodgy sticks of like dynamite that we found on the boat. Um I'm gonna strap them to these like cut down bits of poles that I just made on the dinghy on the way in. Yeah he's going uh, to go
1: with MacGyver, doesn't he? Him yeah. these little
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a jet ski and I'm gonna take the megalodons on by stabbing them and making them explode.
1: Yeah, awesome.
0: When he goes out on the <laughs> when he goes out on the jet ski, the first one he misses The second one, he's kind of like, follow me, follow me, follow me. And then he kind of does this big turn and there's this big wave and you get this shot where he kind of goes up in the air and he goes over the Megalodon as the Megalodon lifts its head to try and bite him and he stabs it in the forehead. The Megalodon explodes as he lands perfectly on his jet ski like nothing happened.
1: Cool, man. Why is it okay for Tom Cruise to do this shit? It's not okay for Tom Cruise to do
0: this shit. His movies are fucking terrible too.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't watched any of those. I just know he's wild.
0: Yeah. Mission Impossible 95, where he does like the biggest stunt in the world. Um, and yeah, so on the island, you've got various people fighting. You've got a DJ and one of the surviving female cast who's fighting the crocs. Um, yeah. You've got the main baddie lady who ends up on the island. She gets eaten by the crocs in the, the helicopter, which was cool. Yes. Um yeah you've got the guys then get in the helicopter and they're going to, I don't know. Why were they getting in the helicopter? What was even their idea to get in the helicopter? Were they just going to fly around and pick everyone up and leave?
1: I think so. Yeah. I think that was kind of their plan, but this is what annoyed me about this final sequence is like, we came to watch a film about giant sharks taking down people. And all of that is going on in the background while we deal with these fucking velocicrops. Yeah. It's just, it's just unnecessary. And we get, Uh, literally this final act could have been so cool we've got a giant kraken we've got three giant megs we're on this party island they could be tearing people down and you kind of get like brief snippets of it for like a second and then we spend another five minutes dealing with the fucking velocicrox yeah and it's like what a fucking waste man i just didn't understand why they did this at the end and then we'll flash back to jason statham on a jet ski for for, like two seconds and then it'll go back to velocicrox again it's Oh, oh, no, there's some guy shooting on the island, trying to shoot them and take them down. And it's like, oh, you guys, what are you doing?
0: For a movie that's called The Meg 2, there is a real scarcity of Megs in this movie.
1: Yeah. For the most yeah. part
0: of this movie. the Meg, I, I would say The Megs appear in this about as much as Freddy appears in the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie. It's about seven minutes for the entire
1: two-hour runtime. Pretty much. Yeah. Much. I mean, where are we now? There's one giant Meg left, and there's, there's a Kraken.
0: Yeah, there's there's a Kraken which gets eaten by the remaining giant Meg.
1: Um, no, it doesn't. That's not the giant, That's not the remaining Meg. That's fucking the pet Meg that comes to save.
0: Oh, of course it is. Yeah, we'll get there in a minute. Um, yeah. You've got J- the main bad guy now is trying to have a fight with Jason Statham. You've got on a dock.
1: On a weird. dock,
0: which a Meg then decides to eat this. so jason statham leads the guy and basically he gets eaten by the meg he basically tricks so he's chasing jason statham on his jet ski and jason statham kind of steers him into the path of the meg and he nearly gets eaten then they end up fighting on a dock and he pushes him into the meg's mouth and it's really like ah oh, fucking really yeah it's- he does
1: like he breaks his nose and he drops a little blood from his nose in the water and the meg smells it and like wipes it out
0: Yeah, and then we get the most disrespectful nod to Jaws ever where the Meg's eating the dock. Bear in mind the Meg is fucking 60 foot long and it could swallow Jason Statham whole. It's eaten a dock that's four metres wide, but Jason Statham manages to hold it off by putting one foot on its bottom jaw and the other foot on its nose like Quint in Jaws. No, he
1: he doesn't. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. That's exactly what he does the Meg gets caught in the chains and it's the chains that are holding him back. And the only reason Jason Statham puts his leg on the mouth is not to keep the Meg at bay. It's to stop himself sliding down the dock into the Meg's mouth. It That's was unfair.
0: A, it was a blatant <laughs> ripoff of Quint's death in Jaws.
1: It was, yeah, but it was... Jason Statham was not holding the Meg back with his foot. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's a badass man in this movie, but he's not that badass. Uh, uh,
0: at this point, he he he's done like a somersault on a jet ski while making a Meg explode. Landed like nothing happened. And at no point does he have any damage on his entire body in this whole movie.
1: Yeah, he, he's fucking awesome. That's why executed to perfection is what this man does.
0: That's what I'm going to do in my fucking roundup. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, the giant octopus is attacking the helicopter that's got a couple of the guys in. It nearly gets the little girl, and this is where the the Meg that's their pet Meg comes in and eats, and it, it kills it. And it's it's them they're they're all bobbing in the water with the big Meg, aren't
1: they? Yeah. So yeah. So what happens is the giant Kraken basically gets the young girl. The uncle saves her. He goes in the water with this bomb to take out the Kraken. He implants the bomb in the Kraken. And then as he's about to die, he basically swims into the surface. But the Kraken pulls him back down. And then his pet shark comes in and has a big fight with the Kraken.
0: Yeah, The Kraken like
1: wraps the shark up and pins it against the dock. And he bites his way through and basically wipes out the Kraken and then swims off again. And and I, like, just... I like that battle, that, that underwater. Yeah, that battle. was really Great. cool. But Radical. that could have been the entire last act of the film if we hadn't yeah. had all this espionage shit. Um, so now we have one giant Kraken, a giant Meg, left in the water, the main big bad, not the pet one. And uh, Mac, who was in the helicopter, which the Kraken took down and pulled into the ocean, is stuck in the helicopter. The uncle swims out to save him. And at this point, the Meg is going to eat them both. Yeah, so Jason Statham... Swims out to this little island thing Picks up the helicopter blade I think Yes, and he he does. Smashing it in the water to attract the Meg And as the Meg kind of runs Swims towards him and goes to bite him He lifts it up like a big I don't know Like I mean, a skewer
0: He's making, yeah, it's it's like, making like a, a big, fish kebab Yes,
1: the big sword from Final Fantasy Or some shit He plants it in the ground and holds it up right And then the shark just kind of dives onto it Impaling itself, killing it I don't know why Jason gets back in the water, but he swims out to his friends and then the pet Meg comes And, and then he uses does
0: his uses clicker and the Meg goes away and then swims they're all off. sat they're all sat on the beach he's like, See? I trained her and Jason says, like, No, it chased the fucking dolphins. He's like, No, yeah. I done the clicks. It went away. He's like, it chased the dolphins. And this is where DJ comes in with a massive bottle of vodka or whiskey, and he's like, yeah. he's like, I don't, I don't care, but we're on Fun Island, so I'm gonna get fucked up. You're all gonna yeah. get fucked up with me. Uh, and they all have a drink. and He's like, so what are we gonna do now? There's still a meg out there. Jason's like, oh, one problem at a time. That's a problem for another day. And has a sip of his
1: drink. And end of the movie. End of the movie.
0: I sat and waited for post credit scene. Thank God there wasn't one.
1: No, I didn't wear it around because I knew there wouldn't be.
0: Yeah, there there wasn't, thankfully. Good. Um yeah, that's um that's that's that movie. Um <laughs> uh, our roundups, as I'm sure you've guessed, are gonna be wildly different. Um but before we get our thoughts Well, I think it's time for 3 word review. Yeehaw. That was like that was like you reading a review earlier. <laughs>
1: i think that's maybe what i based mine on to be honest with you
0: uh so here we go uh slasher uh Man killer 777 who's a horror account uh big ass sharks uh over on instagram uh dean narrington come back pippin and this is obviously the dog is called pippin and when it's it jumping yeah and when it jumps in the the water they're going come back pippin come back pippin
1: Oh, okay. Terrible. Up on
0: that. Uh, he's a private account we've got the miller jimenez crew who's a huge buffy fanatic and mark's kind of arch rival when it comes to anything bu- buffy uh, <laughs> who completely agrees with me giving a three-word review of nope nah no Ooh, okay. mm. uh, brenda versus the evil dead they're a horror account still not jaws no it's fucking definitely not jaws <laughs> uh we've got kilvin kruger uh, who's a singer and writer, who says, skip an hour, which is about right. If you cut the first hour out of this movie, it's actually quite good.
1: I don't know, is it?
0: If you take the first hour out of this, it's infinitely more enjoyable and would <laughs> not eat up two hours of my life. <laughs> and also, the plot is so thin, I could have picked this up an hour in and I would have caught up in seconds.
1: Oh, yeah, immediately.
0: Yeah, uh, we've got WWMT Podcast. Uh, they're a wrestling podcast. Transporter versus Shark. <laughs> uh, and then we finally, we've got Films on the Toilet, um, who is literally an account on um, Instagram who watches films on the toilet and reviews them. Uh, they've got... No. A- yeah so it's, the, it's them is sat no on the, way? <laughs> it's them sat on the the toilet watching movies, giving their thoughts on it It's a very fun account to follow um, and they've gone with not very good <laughs> i am still blown a by the concept of that account hey, unique things sell and that's definitely unique
1: that's wild yeah recommended account of the week.
0: I don't know what that was, but your head just, you went all fluid and your head was like, like almost like waving at me.
1: <laughs> That's what it looks like when you take magic mushrooms. Okay. <laughs> so this week's recommended account is Jared over on Instagram. You can find him at JazzyFizzle Fizzle 2087. Jazzy oh, bit, of the, fizzle. bit of the Jazzy Fizzle, I like that Yeah, the Jazzy Fizzle Jazzy Fizzle is a collector, a music lover And also a diagnosed psychopath um, Several different personalities lie within me Apparently, according to his bio um, Jazzy Fizzle is a great account I've followed this one for quite a while now He is a VHS collector And all things kind of Retro, CDs, game consoles Things like that If you like my VHS account this account does what I do, but a lot better. Um he's really, really cool. His collection is outstanding. It really really is. And it kind of has that neon sort of 80s vibe and colour palette to all of his photos. Definitely worth checking out, definitely worth looking into. Go and give him a follow. That is Jazzy Fizzle 2087. And as always, comment, like, and let him know that the U Run podcast sent you there.
0: Yeah, and just follow the account because it's called Jazzy Fizzle as well because that's cool
1: name
0: (laughs) they used to say facts and fuck-ups but i've not changed it as we've taken fuck-ups out um right i'm going to start this off with a question what was the budget for the meg how much do you reckon this cost them to make the meg 2
1: 35 million
0: yeah okay Uh, guess again go higher
1: 45 million
0: okay guess again double it and still go higher 90 million this cost 129 million dollars to make
1: oh yeah but that's made it back already hasn't it
0: uh yes it's currently at oh, when we recorded this it's currently at 159 million dollars it's projected to do 750 million dollars at the box office Wow, which means we're getting a third one. <laughs> yeah, which takes me into my next fact. The Meg and the Meg 2, the Trench are based on novels by author Stephen Alton. Um the Meg series written has got eight books, of which the studio providing their Meg Money will give us all of them. Uh you've got the Meg, you've got the trench, you've got Meg Primal Waters, Mel the Meg Hells Aquarium the meg origins which i'm assuming is a prequel uh the meg night stalkers the meg generations and the latest book which came out last year the meg purgatory
1: oh i kind of bummed on your fact a little bit earlier didn't i when i went off on my ramble
0: you did i just let it go though but yeah there's, (laughs) there's there's potentially six more movies and he is currently writing another book
1: oh i'll take them all i'll take them all i'm not bothered
0: this could become a huge franchise please people stop going and watching this um (laughs) at the very beginning we get this kind of like land before time moment where the meg eats a t-rex um that is actually taken from the first meg book and it never made the first meg movie but they wanted to incorporate it so they put it into this movie um Jason Statham, as much as this depresses me, he done all of his own stunts for this. Oh, what a guy. What a fucking guy. I, that's like, it's, when you watch this, a lot of the stunts, obviously, green screen and wire work, but there are some stunts in here where I go, yeah, no, not into that. Like, all the underwater stuff, he done all that himself. Fuck no.
1: Yeah, that's really, really cool. I like that. I like that. I just want to touch upon your previous fact about the Tyrannosaurus Rex kill. Yeah. Like do you know when he does that and it kind of it kind of jumps on the sand a little bit. Yeah. Like we get whales washed up on beaches all of the time. If a Meg came that close to the shore, surely there is no way that it could like fin itself backwards into the water.
0: I I don't know.
1: I mean, I know we're taking massive leaps in logic with this film anyway. But when I saw that scene, I was like Yeah, you aren't getting out of that now.
0: That's the bit you had an issue with, seriously.
1: (laughs) I don't know, it just immediately came to me. I was like, surely you are just now stuck in the sand.
0: Uh, Jason Statham was disappointed with this movie. He was disappointed that when he got the script, it had taken a lighter tone and he was upset of the lack of bloodshed that they put in this movie.
1: And rightly so as well, because the first one is a lot more violent and graphic and you do get some really gory and cool kill scenes. And, and it's, it's something it's he's, overwhelming.
0: he's pushed for the third one for it to go back to how it was. And I'm guessing as he is their big draw on this, he will get his own way.
1: Yeah, because there is no Meg 3 without him coming back to do it.
0: No. Um, when you see Jason Statham sliding down the deck, that is a nod to... Quint's death on the orca um again jason statham was reluctant to film that because he was worried about backlash from jaws fans and fucking rightly so how dare you (laughs) um and that's all the facts i've got um this movie has been so depressing and hard work to stomach it's been uh, to the point where like marks become unbearable on this episode um (laughs) I threatened you via message um, that I was going to hit you with a broken spirit.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you were only really joking though, weren't you?
0: I, I was, because what I'm going to hit you with is our brand new quiz. Oh, fuck off. A true classic never goes out of style. I'll
1: have to pass that message myself. I'm not real enough for you. You hang up on me again, I'll cut you like a fish, understand
0: Franklin, it's gonna be a fun trip. Jesus Christ, I thought we were friends.
1: <laughs> uh, I think that I am familiar with the fact that you are going to ignore this particular problem until it swims up and bites you on the ass.
0: What does he do?
1: say
0: bass. Or freeze. What a tip.
1: Man, you've put so much work into this already, I can tell, by the actual effort you've gone into making the intro music. <laughs> uh,
0: this is our brand new quiz, which will now be available for you to vote for in the polls when we quiz new guests. Uh, this is called Crushed. There is 15 oh. questions, as always, Um you're going to be going for the leaderboard on this as well. So you're going to be trying to catch Lady Crisis, who's currently our champion with 130 points. Um, there's a mixture of questions in here. Some are multiple choice, some are straight horror questions. Um, if you get a question wrong, you get three lives. So if you get a All question right, wrong, you can guess again. When your three lives are gone, if you get another question wrong, the game is over.
1: Do I get to keep the points that I'm on? You get
0: to... you get to keep the points. So if you get if you get on question one and you use four guesses on question one, you leave with nothing. But if but you don't guess. use your extra lives, then you can progress further. Um if you get a correct answer, you're gonna hear this.
1: Nice.
0: If you get an incorrect answer, you're gonna hear this. So all right, all right. are you ready to play crushed?
1: Always, always okay. ready to take a kind of quiz.
0: So question number one. What horror movie featuring a serial killer wearing a mask is inspired by an Edvard Munch painting?
1: Can you tell me the name of the painting, please? No. Because that movie is Scream. That's correct. <laughs> uh, ten points.
0: Uh, this is multiple choice. Uh, What horror film caused some theatres to suggest that patrons prone to motion sickness sit in the aisle seat? Vertigo, Mimic, The Blair Witch Project, or Friday the 13th Part 3, 3D?
1: Can you repeat the question, please, sir?
0: What horror film caused some theatres to suggest that patrons prone to motion sickness sat in the aisle seats?
1: Right, okay, and my... Uh,
0: Vertigo... Mimic, The Blair Witch Project, or Friday the 13th, Part 3, 3D?
1: Uh, See, I think you've thrown a curveball in there with the film Vertigo. I think... What was the second one? Mimic. Mimic is a weird, creepy alien film. don't think it's that. I would be tied between The Blair Witch Project... Or the use of 3D in Friday the 13th. Blair Witch Project is found footage, and I've got a feeling this might be like the first sort of big screen venture for found footage film. I'm going to go Blair Witch Project.
0: Yes. Correct. You're on 20 points. Uh, in Poltergeist, what grabs Rob Robbie through his bedroom window? Three. What was that, sorry? A tree. Yes! Uh, You're killing it. Uh, how much screen time does Freddy Krueger get in a, in the first A Nightmare on Elm Street? Is it three and a half minutes? Is it 21 minutes? Is it 14 minutes? Or is it seven minutes?
1: Ooh, that's really, really hard. I don't think it's 20 minutes. I don't. What was the lowest one you said?
0: Uh, three and a half
1: don't think it's three and a half
0: so that leaves you seven minutes or fourteen minutes
1: oh this is going to kill a lifeline I know it I'm just trying to work out how long the final sequence actually lasted for it's got to be more than five minutes which would mean that he'd only have two minutes throughout the rest of the film I would say he has at least two minutes with the first kill I'd say 14 minutes
0: that's a life gone so you can guess again. Uh, so you've got three and a half minutes, twenty minutes, twenty-one minutes, or seven minutes. Seven minutes. That's correct. So you're now on forty points, and you've only got two lives left. Yes. Um, this... Where does Friday the Thirteenth take place?
1: Camp Crystal Lake. With
0: well that, fifty points. This one. I was going gonna... to say Camp
1: Blood then as well because I thought it was a trick question.
0: <laughs> uh, this one's going to kill you if you get it wrong why can't Michael Myers be killed And this is based on the original timeline this is based on the H4 timeline
1: yeah because Mustafo Card had put it in a contract to say that they weren't allowed to kill Michael Myers
0: is that your answer
1: I trying to think like yeah yeah that's my final answer it's
0: another Whoa. life gone is it's is in the story the reason in the story he cannot be killed and it is explained. He cannot be killed. I think they explain it the best in Curse. Yeah, you know that movie you like with all those scenes down in the down in the caves, where it goes all Indiana Jones. He cannot be killed. Mm. I, I'll give you a choice. He's just lucky, or an ancient druid curse.
1: Well, it's the ancient druid curse, but that doesn't mean that he can't be killed, does it? Do they explain that he can't be killed?
0: Yeah, they explain that that's why he's got inhuman super strength and why he can't die. And Thorn must sacrifice their next of kin, blah, 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 blah.
1: Oh, man, that felt fucking dog shit. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> one life left. Uh, question number seven. What child actress was originally Offered the role of Regan McNeil In The Exorcist Was it Jim Melissa No 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 no. wait it's multiple choice uh, Was it Melissa Gilbert Dana Plateau Lisa Bonnet or Carrie Fisher What the fuck I ah, never said it was easy she well, was I know offered...
1: the answer is Jamie Lee Curtis Because her yeah. mother
0: wouldn't do it Yeah no this was offered to this actress Prior to Jamie Lee Curtis ah. Read him again Uh, Melissa Gilbert Dana Plateau Lisa Bonnet Carrie Fisher
1: The only one I know Out of any of those Is Carrie Fisher
0: Okay Going to go with that Or do you want to go with Melissa Gilbert Dana Plateau Lisa Bonnet Or Carrie Fisher
1: What was the second one?
0: Dana Plateau Or Dana Plateau You going to go with that? You're nodding at me This is a podcast medium People need to know What you're thinking
1: I know but I'm 10th I don't, if I lose my final lifeline, you've got one
0: more One more? go at
1: it. I, I guess I'm just going to go number two. That's
0: correct. Um, if you don't know who that is, she played Kimberly Drummond on Different Strokes.
1: I have no idea who that is, but that's the only one that I actually recognised the name of other than Carrie Fisher.
0: Okay, you're doing well. Uh, you're on 70 points. Question number eight. Which of these horror movies was filmed in only seven days? A Nightmare on Elm Street, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or Paranormal Activity?
1: Um, Paranormal Activity.
0: 80 points. You're you're getting into the realms of up with with the top lot now. Uh, Question number nine. What was the first horror film to be nominated for Best Picture Oscar? Was it Psycho? Silence of the Lambs, The Exorcist, or The Shining?
1: Oh, that's really hard. But it's not because I think I know what it is. But at the same time, I'm like, is that really right? My answer is Silence of the Lambs. Ooh. Uh,
0: so that was your last life. So you've got one more guess.
1: So, so to be nominated
0: to be nominated was it Psycho The Exorcist or The Shining
1: The Exorcist <laughs> <laughs> that was too long of a pause man that <laughs> the, the, wasn't cool
0: <laughs> the tenseness in your face you'd like you all contorted and everything uh, 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 in the first two Hellraiser movies how many different actors played Frank One,
1: two, three, or four? Two. That's not nice. I don't like being on the receiving end of that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you've scored 90 points in total. Uh, So what would your next guess have been? So you went with two. You've got one, three, or four left.
1: Well, I thought it was two, because you've got the guy who actually plays human, Frank, and then you've got the guy who plays the makeup effects of Frank.
0: Yeah, but two was wrong. So we...
1: (laughs) Yeah, but they're the only two that I know who actually did play the character. I would have gone three and was you counting the guy who mastered the puppet as a character? I don't
0: know. Sean Sean Chapman played Frank with the skin. Oliver Smith played him with no skin. And Andrew Robertson played him
1: in his brother's skin. Oh, that's a bullshit question, mate. No. (laughs) No, it's not. Uh, that you fin- not fair. no way <laughs> no i am calling recount on this right now that is not fair
0: you finished on 90 points which puts you in the top five which is much higher than you were with your last attempt at a quiz um this is now available for our guests not for our next I can't guest. Believe-
1: no, fuck you man i can't believe you just did that on that <laughs> final question <there. laughs> um, but
0: this is this is available um and now we're in a sort of punish mark kind of mood uh, we're gonna do the 10 wound take 10 word 10 word takedown so <laughs> are you ready one, two, two three,
1: three ten the word no, what are you oh, doing jesus
0: right okay uh instagram mike the movie misfit and their review account i'd rather watch jaws part four so, so would I. That's Jaws: The Revenge, and that's awesome. It's got Michael Caine <laughs> in it. It's correct. Yeah. Uh, Nerdy Dad, forty-two, 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 and they're a mixed fandom account. I'd rather watch Smile again.
1: We liked Smile, didn't we?
0: Yeah, Smile was dark. I enjoyed enjoyed Smile
1: yeah, the, until was, it got I to the end. Shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit. Uh,
0: Nicole Zizaviri, shitting all day is time better spent.
1: Coming from someone who has recently just been ill, I would not agree with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and finally,
0: Dewey Podmonster's back because he loves the ten-word takedown. Uh, he's gone with a quote from the Transporter, which is a far superior movie. You don't need, you don't need a mouth to pee. I don't get it. You don't need a mouth to pee. It's a line from the Transporter, which is just just highlighting that that's a better movie than this. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm going to take round up on this first because we'll let it end on a high. Um, this is up there with Idle Hands and Cocaine Bear for movies I, say idle hands. I've least enjoyed in recent memory. The plot is non-existent. The acting is diabolical. Even Statham, who I really like, Jason Statham, he phoned in his performance for this. And he is 100% becoming the paycheck actor who will do anything in the twilight of his career to put some more money in his bank that's now how i how i'm viewing him as an actor because he's not doing anything like he used to do things like crank and the transporter and like these wild roles that were really cool and he'd really invest in it and this he was just like i don't know he's just become like a caricature where he's just like i'm jason statham here's a quick one-liner I'm Jason Statham. I'm going to take my top off because that gets women over the age of 35 to come to the theatre. Shut your mouth, do your work, and go home. That's how I see him now. Um, All the jokes missed for me. There was a couple of bits that I got a little smile, but beyond that, there just wasn't anything in it. Um, I hated this. Avoid it at all costs. If you've got plans to go and watch it, go and watch something else. It's a two out of 10.
1: Um, No, you're out of 10, aren't you? (laughs) uh,
0: Yeah, out of 10. Um, On the complete flip side of that coin, Mark, take it
1: away. (laughs) Um, As you all know, I love me some creature features, and especially when they revolve around sharks. Um, Although that was kind of lackluster in this film here, the overall direction that this film took was not what I expected it to be. We came here trying to watch giant sharks fuck shit up, And we get that briefly scattered throughout, but in my overall opinion, I don't think it was enough to justify it being a Meg sequel. Um, Everything that was set up and established in the first film, we didn't need this espionage subplot to take over 90% of the sequel. We should have had a break in the frost. Everything that happened, basically, in the terms of the explosion which caused them to escape could have all been done and condensed down to the first 10 fifteen minutes and taking this on a much wider scope for the last hour and twenty. Yeah. Um, but even then they took an hour to get there. And once they got there, instead of focusing on the things that were actually going on featuring the creatures that we came to watch, they still interwove this espionage subplot right the way through to the end and focusing on things that weren't really relevant to the overall story.
0: Like Velocipose and Velocicrocs.
1: And Under Siege Bad Guys. Yeah. <laughs> That being said, the stuff that we get underwater, the thing that we get building up to the moment we all came to see, I quite enjoyed. I didn't have any issue with it. It was just a Jason Statham action movie set underwater. And once you can let that feeling go of where are the sharks... It's not actually that unenjoyable. I kind of found myself falling into it. I had a great time with it. I thought the action set pieces were cool. The CGI work was really, really good. The characters, I really liked the dynamic between them. I thought there were some very funny moments with their interactions. You're right. The casting didn't do a very good job. There was definitely no Oscar-worthy performances here. If anything, most of them are probably up for a Razzie this year due to this film. (laughs) But... The thing is, it kind of worked for me. It was the tone of the film and it was kind of what it it was. It was comfortable to watch in a laughable kind of way. And I don't think that was their overall intention, but I kind of enjoyed it nonetheless. Um,
0: Yeah, I, I get that. I kind of find that watching this, my instant comparison is Sharknado 3. Yeah. And in my opinion, Sharknado 3 nailed everything whereas this got a couple of bits right and the rest was just a jumbled mess around the bits they got right
1: yeah and that's it it's kind of there's stuff here that works in its own right and there's stuff that doesn't work but collectively and overall it's not what we wanted it's not what we were expecting to get and it's certainly not what the trailer would lead you to believe that this film is in the slightest you watch the trailer and it is basically the last 10 minutes of this film. Um, but again, I, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, but I had a good time with it either way. And I would like to see this franchise continue. I'm, I would definitely pay a good money to go and watch a Meg three. Um, and I hope they just kind of learn from the missteps that they've made in this film, and they listen to fans, and they listen to all the reviews and the critic standpoint. Give us more bloodshed, give us more kill sequence, focus on the sharks because that's what we're all here to see. But again, it, it it's not bad. I didn't mind it. It was mindless entertainment. I can't if this is like an hour and forty minutes long, there wasn't a single point in it where I was sat watching my watch and thinking, "Oh God, this is fucking dragging." It was entertainment value all the way through. It's just a popcorn flick. That's all it is. And with all popcorn flicks, you you don't go in expecting much from them other than entertainment. And I felt that it delivered on that standpoint. Um, But um, if I'm being honest with you, it's not great. (laughs) My score is a 2.5 out of 5. And that's a very generous score for this film. It was all right is all i'll say it was all right i didn't love it but i certainly didn't hate it
0: yeah okay i i i did hate it um which i think is quite apparent which leans quite nicely into this week's challenge um so excluding idle hands and cocaine bear because you all know how i feel about those your challenge this week is to find a movie that you think i will hate more than the meg 2 And to make it a little bit more tricky, you need to find someone who's posted about this movie and tag me in the post.
1: Oh, that's really easy. Just head over to MW Horror Reviews on
0: Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And what I will do when you tag me in that post is I will give my unfiltered thoughts and they will be unfiltered on what I thought of that movie. And if I haven't seen it, this is going to make my week very busy, but if I haven't seen it, I will watch that movie. And I will then go back to that post and give you my unfiltered thoughts on that movie.
1: I am literally just going to tag you in every post on my page this week. (laughs) No,
0: it's it's one tag per person. (laughs) Um, Don't forget, this obviously puts you into the draw for our live where we're going to reveal the winner. And there's only four weeks to go after this one. So you you need to get involved get your name on that spin wheel more more times. The more times you enter, the more times it appears on there um if you can't wait four weeks go to our shop yourunpodcast.com and buy something um also leave us a review wherever you can be that spotify or apple podcast if you leave a written review as we said earlier mark will read it out choose an accent tell mark how you what what you'd like him to read it out in. um anyway that's this movie put to bed thank god uh, next week, we are back with a listener request. Uh, this listener request comes from Nicole. You um, sent us a message. Uh, you, you run podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and she requested Urban Legend from 1998. Um, Love it. But until then, spit it out, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> See you all next week.
1: Cheers, guys. See you next week. And uh, oh, before I forget,
0: I'll kill you if this is a joke. You want to die tonight? The you, the you Run Podcast. The You Run Podcast. The You Run Podcast. The You Run Podcast.
1: Why isn't it possible?
0: I can't say nothing. A
1: candy mana get me. You choose the movies. I had a heart on this morning when I woke up, Tina. Had your name written all over it. You score them. Nice fucking model! You review them. For that, you get the
0: head, the tail... Whole damn thing. Why not, you stupid bastard? My name is very fucking confused. What's your name? Captain Howdy.
1: Don't wanna go fooling around other folks' property. You know? My goddamn soul. Be? Because after all, this is not our show. This is your show.